I got off work around 10 p.m. and headed home. I live alone and always make sure my front door is locked before I leave for work, but when I got home, the door was unlocked. I knew for a fact I locked it when I left because like I stated, I always lock it. I have severe OCD and would have not forgotten to lock my door as I am too obsessed with my routine to forget. I was thoroughly unsettled by this and immediately retrieved my 9mm pistol from the drawer next to the front door. I set the bag of fast food I picked up down and looked around the dark living room, fumbling for the light switch. Once the light flickered on, to my utter horror, my apartment was in complete disarray. Paperwork strewn all over the floor that had been put away in my office and my social security card and birth certificate were among the mess. I quickly made my way into the office and once I entered the room, I found that all the drawers were open and my computer had been turned on and was on the lock screen as if someone tried to get into my computer. I checked the rest of my apartment and didn't find anybody. I put my gun back and immediately phoned the police. They arrived fairly quickly took a report of the break-in. They asked me if I had any enemies or if I made anyone mad recently, to which I responded that I haven't. No such thing had occurred. And furthermore, I'm not the type to have quarrels with people. I was quite dumbstruck by what I had come home to. I cleaned up the mess and attempted to go to sleep, but tossed and turned most of the night while laying with my gun under my pillow. I would like to add that I'm also a very paranoid person, so the whole thing naturally had me freaked out. And every night I go to bed, I have my gun under my pillow. The next day I had off, so I left to go hiking with my girlfriend. We had started dating 6 months ago. I left around 9am and stopped by the Starbucks next to my apartment. While I sat in the busy drive through line. I looked up and noticed a man staring at me from across the street on the same side as my apartment complex. The thing that was most interesting about this man was how much of a resemblance to me he bared. This guy had the same exact hair as me, was about the same height and weight, wore glasses like me, and looked about the same age as me too. He didn't appear to have any expression on his face and just stood there, still as a statue, staring at me. It was my turn to get my order, so I grabbed my coffee and when I went to pull out of the drive-thru, the man was gone. The day went on as planned and my girlfriend and I had a great day together. I told her about the incident at my apartment and the man who looked like me and she joked that perhaps my doppelganger had broken into my apartment. After I parted ways with my girlfriend, I made my way home. I was a bit nervous to re-return to my home, fearing that whoever broke into my apartment might have returned. Whatever they were there for that night, they seemed to be looking for something. I arrived back at my apartment and made my way to my apartment unit. I live upstairs and as I approached the stairs to my front door, I heard someone coming down the stairs. I was still a good distance from the stairwell and was alarmed as I didn't have a neighbor who lived upstairs. Therefore, no one should be coming down those stairs. I stopped to see who it was, and to my shock, it was none other than the same man I had seen earlier that morning. 
He walked quickly and looked down as he walked. I shouted at him to stop, but as soon as he heard me, he took off running and hopped the fence that separates the apartment complex from a large field and disappeared into the night. I ran upstairs to my apartment and tried the doorknob, which was once again unlocked. I went inside and was horrified. All over my living room walls were pictures of me and my girlfriend from that day. Pictures that looked as if they had been taken right behind the tree line next to the trail that her and I were on. I once again called the police and reported the break-in. They came in search of the apartment as well as the entire complex. I told them about the man I saw running into the field. They searched the field and returned with a pair of eyeglasses and a wig. The police took the items they found into evidence and opened a case. They stationed two police cars outside my apartment and informed my apartment manager about what was going on. It's been almost a week since this all started and nothing else has happened since. No more random break-ins or creepy photos of me and my girlfriend. I have also been staying with a co-worker of mine until things die down. I have no idea why whoever is doing this is targeting me. Based on the items that the police found in the field, my guess is this person is actually pretending to be me for some odd reason. I don't know what any of this means. Update. I returned to my apartment and everything is how I left it. The door is locked and everything is fine. I feel relieved and I'm hoping that this nightmare is over. I only have one small lead that I'd like to share. I text my old friend to ask him if he knows anything and he sent me back laughing emojis and then blocked me. This is normal behavior for him, however, as he has mental health issues and acts erratic at times. Once again, I'll try to update you guys if anything else occurs. Take it back to 2007-2008. I was 16 when this began. 18 or 19 when it finally went to court. Picture a Norman Rockwell-esque suburban family. Parents, three kids, a yard and a dog. In the blink of an eye, you'll miss it, USA. One random day, a neighbor man has a mild dispute with his neighbor. As a totally warranted response, neighbor man, which I'll be calling NM from here on out, takes every hose he has and floods their yard. Solid decisions lead to solid consequences, so naturally, he was fined for waste of water. My parents run the water in small town USA, and because NM lived a block away from us, he decided to drive over to the water district shouting that he is an acquaintance of my parents. Second solid decision of many to come from NM. Absolutely no one takes kindly to name dropper folks, so tuck that gem away under life facts. My parents come in and tells him even if his kids did this, they would have the same repercussions. Gracefully glossing over the fact that other than maybe driving by one another, none of us had actually ever interacted with NM. NM repeats the name of the man working in the front desk as well as my parents' name and claims it's now personal and storms out. My family members and I begin to see NM at random places constantly. The DMV, the grocery store, our respective jobs, 
Apparently, when you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and your parents pay for your house, you have all kinds of time to sulk. It went from random sightings while out and about to phone calls, the cliche 90s type of call, breathing, hangs up, and I can see you variety. At this point, NM was more of an annoyance than scary, but as I've stated, when you underestimate crazy, you lose every time. NM began parking across from our house, staying from 6pm to 4am, literally just sitting in his car, blasting music, staring at the house. For almost I had the determination and bladder of a racehorse, because what the fuck, who sits there for 10-ish hours? His music was trash too. Maybe he was a masochist and into self-harm, seeing how long he could suffer through that shitty music and a full bladder. I doubt anyone with semi-rational concept of social interaction could fathom why. This went on from three to four times a week to a nightly occurrence. Imagine being a 16-year-old female that doesn't even feel comfortable to change in her own room because of the prospect that he might see through the blinds somehow. Try to sleep knowing he's out there. We were prisoners in our own home. He began to get bolder. NM drove his car speeding up and down the sidewalk at my siblings and her partner while they were on the sidewalk out front coming home from a date. They both had to physically jump out of the way to avoid being hit. He made lewd gestures at me when I brought my dog out for a walk and was waiting for my siblings to come out to join us on the walk. It was so bad I ended up crying and going inside. This has been going on for a year at this point. The cops always say the same thing. There's nothing that we can do unless a threat is made against you or someone is harmed. My parents confronted NM after my incident to which NM called the cops and they came asking us why we were harassing and threatening NM. I never understood why the system waits until you're a victim rather than prevent someone from being victimized. Almost two years in and it's Christmas time. My parent has a brain aneurysm without any lingering effects, which is extremely rare. I convinced my other parent who had been living in the hospital with their sick partner to come home and shower and eat. About 9 p.m., we get a knock on the door. A random man with ratty clothes holding a Christmas present says he is here to deliver it to my family's name. We ask him who sent him and he says he can't say. We ask him who he works for and he shoves a gift at my parent and leaves. We are obviously uncomfortable to open it. My parent decided that they needed to know what was in it and opens the present. Inside is a 17-page document on the grounds of why NM is suing my parent that was currently in the hospital. Even I could tell it was fake with the grammatical errors and typos. NM took the time to sit and type this up himself, thinking it would scare us. The document and the fake details he put in did not. The fact that this 40-something-year-old man was fixated on my family that he sat and typed a 17-page fake document did scare us. Things progress and NM begins pacing in front of his car and pretending to have cell phone calls where he talked about pushing my parents down the stairs or knowing where us kids went to school and worked and how easy it would be to access us at any time. 
At the time, I worked closing shift that let me off about 1 a.m. He would park his car next to my car and follow me home. One time, I even tried to take random roads and he still stayed right behind me, pulling up to the house with NM parked across the street. Think neighborhood streets with maybe five feet between a car parked on the side and one on the other. And having to get out and run to the door was a nightmare. We were all exhausted from not only the aneurysm scare, but also living looking over our shoulders. My parents friend told her friend, who was a DA, about the situation. She called and came over and took our case pro bono. Testifying was a wild ride. We had to put in official statements prior to being called to the stand. We were not allowed to be in the room when a family member was testifying, nor were we allowed to talk in the halls as we waited for our turn. Imagine reliving two plus years of traumatic experiences, being cross-examinated where they made you out to be a liar, and then not able to have your family comfort or support you afterwards. This was not ideal. There was enough to put him away for a year and a half, as well as to grant a felony restraining order. We moved while he was still incarcerated. My sister passed while he was in prison, and he immediately tried to sue her estate. She was 21 at her death, when he was released. He claimed her testimony of him running his car at her and her partner was false, and the only reason he got locked up. Not the case, as there were harassment and stalking charges, and that the money donated to a GoFundMe for her accident he was entitled to. There's so many more details, but this was already long enough. So NM, let's never ever meet again. You made us prisoners in our own home for years, are clearly still the same person, and have not learned a thing from the time you were locked up. Okay, I don't know where to even post this, but I need advice. It's long, but it's weird as shit. A little over a year ago, I was approached via Twitter by a girl claiming she wanted to work together. Her location was not only in the same city as mine, but in the same community as well. After a brief convo in DMs, I realized this profile was strange. It was fake. I immediately blocked her and kept it moving. After this, it just gets so strange. This person continues to make fake profiles pretending to know me and eventually went into using fake phone numbers and numbers to text me via WhatsApp and a texting app. I never gave them my number. It's weird enough that this person is persistent in stalking and harassing me. I'm a freelance entrepreneur. A great portion of my income comes from online. So if it was up to me, I'd just unplug. But I can't let this harm my career. This person has went onto my friend's profiles to contact them. I have no idea how. I am very discreet. I do not interact with these friends online and somehow this person is finding them one by one over the past year and persistently harassing them, even making fake Facebook profiles to harass certain people I deal with. Not only my friends in the same area and group, but friends I have scattered in different cities 
when I tell you, and this is not exaggerated, I have blocked over 100 Instagram, Twitter profiles, texting app numbers, and emails from this person. And keep this in mind, you need a new email to make an Instagram. I'm a single man. Of course I have lady friends. I have no bad blood with any ex or a former fling. I'm on good terms with everyone as far as I know. But someone is targeting me and any person they think I date or talk to romantically. It has affected relationships with people I deal with. Either someone I know secretly hates me and wants to make my life living hell or a stranger is obsessed with me and wants to run everyone around me away from me. I have prayed on this man, like honestly just asking God to reveal who this is or make it go away. After a year, the persistence is starting to wear down. I have no idea who this is pressing me. I reported to the police, but they haven't done much. I even tried to hire a digital private investigator, but the few I've contacted say they can't help me. Can anyone please give me some direction? It's sick. Something has to give. 